Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 81. That's 81 more episodes than I ever thought we would actually do. But here we are, episode 81. Do you think we'll ever run out of things to talk about? Impossible. (laughs) I was thinking about that today. We'll never run out of things to talk about. Because if we were going to run out of things to talk about, it would have been back in episode 20. These are are little things with hands that... (laughs) all the time <laughs> at a certain point it's not even about watches anymore we've talked about marketing we've talked about like um yeah. you know like passion we've talked about like serious shit we've talked about jokey shit we've gotten drunk on air we've been over caffeinated on air the, yeah the shows will never stop as long as you guys at home keep digging the show the show's never gonna stop because this is basically like 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 I, I, like michael I'm not, I'm not sure if i've ever said this on air but basically w- w- us doing this show is like like, you know, uh, a phone call, friends have scheduled just to make sure they catch up. You know what I mean? I think at this point is it's more of a support group, <laughs> <laughs> which is how I want the, which is how I want. I, I feel like the watch community so right. <laughs> overall should, should operate more as a support group. Um, That's so good. Because <laughs> this is a sickness. It's a sickness, man. I, 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 uh, yeah. So episode 81, this is a really, really fun episode. We have a lot to talk about, um, talking about giveaways, talking about world travel, potentially talking about other stuff. It's, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. So just the sort of main topic, would you say there's one topic or two topics, main topics? Hmm. It's kind of like, it's kind of like two main topics. I'm excited. Yeah. So the first main topic we're going to talk about is this new brand that you guys might have heard about from Richemont. Um, it's called Balm. It's the whole, you know, making things with sustainable products and blah, 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 all that stuff. If you don't really know about it, we'll talk about it because it's, <clears throat> in a way, it ties into our previous episode talking about watch marketing, how are watches marketed, who are the star- targeted segments for certain brands that come out. We did that episode and then bam, this Richemont brand bomb, you know, came 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 and came and bombed all our shit up. That's the first <clears throat> that's the first main topic. <laughs> the second main topic we're gonna talk about is the idea of, you know, watch fam crossover. What is it about watches that sort of lubricates the easy transition to other hobbies like EDC or like, you know, whether it's like physical stuff like diving or hiking or whatever, or, you know, yeah. the, the, the opposite, the idea that you do something else and that sort of eases your transition into, you know, watches and everything like that. Like, why do those connections exist? How are they so easy? Are they natural? Are they sort of fabricated by the man, by the, you, you know what I mean? So I think that'll be a really, really fun topic to talk about. Um, but first we have to honor tradition, uh, because and, I think, and we I'm are sorry? talking about some travel today, right? Some potential we t- travel. Talking about potential world travel okay. that we would love to hear you guys' y- y'all's y'all's motherfuckers at home's opinion on, um, in regards to sort of 
show growth. Um, more details on that. Really going to be pretty cool, but we, we, we have to honor uh, honor tradition. Uh, I, I say that as I'm drinking some some Passover wine that, that I forgot <laughs> I had in the fridge. So I, I, I think it's still good. I don't know. It's, mus it's Moscato. I don't know anything about wine. It's Moscato, and it tastes like melted Starburst. Yeah, it's like a that's like a dessert wine. I think. Is it really? Because I'm about to drink this whole fucking bottle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got a it's got a picture of Italy on it, so you know it's good, right? Yeah, yeah, it's you got can, a, it's got, you can do that. It's got like an old topography map from like the 1400s on here of Italy. So I mean, you know, whatever, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> but we have to honor tradition as I get slowly wine drunk on air. Uh, it's time. To do the wrist check, which I'm particularly interested in, because I think for the first time in a long time, I literally have no idea what you're wearing for the wrist check, and I don't think you know. I don't think <laughs> you know what I'm wearing. Check. <laughs> you don't know what I'm wearing at all. Oh no! I might actually take off my shirt because it's fucking super hot. So I might, I might literally, I might literally. We're just two cool dudes drinking wine without our shirts on. Listen, listen to me, you, <laughs> you people in Florida have central AC still. But that's apparently that's not a thing. When I moved here, I did not. I was, I was not so, prepared for that. Right? I grew up here in Florida. I didn't, leave, I didn't leave home until I was nineteen, and then I saw the rest of the world. I assumed air conditioning was everywhere. Me too. Me too. Not, not the case. <laughs> <laughs> but here, let's let's do the wrist check. I'm I'm interested to hear what you're wearing. Um, because I'm excited to talk about what I'm wearing. What, what do you have on for the show today? So, um, <clears throat> I have one of the watches that I'm going to take abroad to. Uh, Colombia in a little bit. By the time this episode airs, I think I'll be kind of gearing up to to fly over there. Okay. Um, and so this is the Doxa Sub Three Hundred Black Lung that I have. Sweet, very cool. Uh, and I, I, this this one has kind of been hanging back for a little bit, but just last night I sent you an eBay listing. Uh, <laughs> For like one of the originals <laughs> that yeah. was like that is apparently for sale, <clears throat> and I'm by no means a Doxa expert, uh, but apparently, out of the original ones, there there were mm -hmm. less than ten produced. Jesus. Some experts say, uh, and there's one for sale now on eBay over down over in Portland. Actually, I'm curious. Maybe I can just drive down. It's just three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for sale uh, by Time Titans, and you can get an original Doxa Sub 300 Black Lung for just under twenty one thousand dollars. <laughs> what do you, what do you think, Kaz? Should I go? Okay, for it? <laughs> so so I can either put on that down payment on a house, or or I can go and buy that buy that Doxa. That is literally more than than the down payment I put. <laughs> <laughs> the recent home, but you you shared it with me yesterday that listing, and then you explained to me like, oh, you know, one of the first. There's less than ten. I think so. There was only eight or whatever. And I think yeah. I I I just got to thinking. I'm like, okay, well, as ridiculous as it sounds, is twenty one thousand dollars a good price? Is it? A, you think? Do you think it's? A, I mean, like, not even. Not, I mean, uh, not even taking into account the fact that there are people starving in the world. You know what I mean? You know, Ooh, that $20,000 could really help, but is $20,000 a good price for that watch? I'm not really sure. And almost like, so almost like vintage Vostok, 
I feel like vintage Doxa is more intimidating to get into than something like vintage Rolex because the company traded hands like several times throughout mm. its history. It's actually, it's a, it's a really old company and there's a completely separate part of its history where they made like annual calendars and dress watches and, and whatever. But it wasn't until they made that custo connection that I think mm-hmm. people really started paying attention um so it's it's really intimidating and and i am by no means a doxa expert (laughs) last year last year this this watch came the reissue of this watch came out and i was like i've always wanted a doxa and i talked to a few like doxa crazy people and they're like this is the one to start out with if if you're gonna if you're gonna get your first doxa so i was like i believe the i believe the technical term is doxpert if you will a doxpert yeah correct (laughs) (laughs) that is that's very true (laughs) by the way if you're a doxa fan and you haven't bought that like domain for your forum or whatever you're oh we gotta buy it now (laughs) god damn it dude it's like the slava medical all over again i had to buy it before the episode aired (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go buy Gotta go buy docspert.watch or docspert.com or whatever. Cass and I secretly own like 20 URLs. (laughs) (laughs) I did buy, I did buy, I did buy some when we used to work in Miami together. Yeah. Who knows? You never know. You never never know. You never know when, when good old Willie Gates is gonna, gonna ring on your phone, give you, (laughs) give you a ring on your, on your radial dial phone and be like, hey, I need your, I need your your URL. It's just $50 million. Mm, Bill, I'll take 60. He's like, all right. And then, you know, and then you know profit. You know what I mean? Uh, but let me take let me take a closer look at this one because it's been a while since I <clears throat> I really should wear this one more. The thing about you're, this watch you're, is, you're gonna wear it more overseas, man. Well, when yeah. you're traveling. The thing about this watch is that I I get I'm scared to wear it because it's one of those watches where I put it on like on Monday, and it's just like it could be weeks that I have it on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I might put something on different for like a show. <laughs> <laughs> but um it's just it's really nice to have on wrist and it's a watch that makes me want to get into doxa so yeah i can um, totally see that so i still don't know a ton about doxa i love the design the orange dial is super cool there's nothing that looks like a doxa besides an alpinist that was lent to me this is the only watch that has that like a non-watch person is complimented <laughs> just like really? in public like out in the wild wow um so that's pretty cool and um i just the thing is after getting this one i don't know where to go from here if i wanted to get another doxa like they made a poseidon like yellow dial one this year mm-hmm. um and that one looks kind of cool but it's still very similar to to my black lung i mean i i i i i don't know if it's a true analogy but i think it's pretty i i feel like what you're describing is very analogous to sort of my experience first time getting into vostok amphibious mm-hmm. you get one now where do you go it's one of those things where i basically made sure whatever direction i went in wasn't influenced by a new release or like a forum post or whatever it's almost like a you discover where to go next by just digging by just going and looking at listings and and doing that kind of stuff and just like because i feel like you have to be attracted visually like first I, i i feel like you know what i mean 
Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very specific taste with Doxa, I think, because I, I feel like it's right. easy to look at a Doxa catalog, for example, and say like, okay, I mean, I've seen seen one Doxa, you've seen them all, you know, um, and and I, with the vintage ones, they can be. These are quirky watches as it is. With like the vintage ones, they can they can be like a little squirrely, like even like the T-graph uh, chronographs or whatever. And I, I'd almost be scared to to kind of go for one of those because I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. Is there like one guy in the world that services them or something? <laughs> you know? Is it is it is it is it like an Etta-based chronograph or is it like a like a weird? proprietary movement chronograph you know i'm not really sure i i i never got into the doxa chronographs i know they made them i've looked i've actually looked more into the doxa gmts so they made um they made a gmt sub not too long ago i don't think they still offer it but you can still find them they're just kind of expensive um right more more than what i paid for this watch because i was lucky enough to get like um like one of the super early like pre-order pricing docs a lot of times will send like a i don't know like an email <laughs> the week before it's officially released and um and you can kind of like buy it for a uh, for not that bad of a price isn't know? that what ball does ball will have like like final msrp three thousand dollar watches but you can pre-order it for like 75 cents or something like that isn't yeah, that what ball does ball is even crazier yeah i think the ball stuff like sells out even before like the regular pricing starts. <laughs> so um, smart, smart bastards, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what happened with this, this Doxa black lung. It was, um, you know, it, it's just like the typical Doxa design with the orange dial dive watch, a little right. over 42 millimeters. If you like their 50th anniversary sub 300 that they came out with the year before, it's the same case shape, the same crystal, uh, same everything except this one has the uh, the Aqualung logo on the dial, which is slightly phallic. I was gonna say the dick and balls, right? Yes, the the dick and balls. Okay, good. So make sure on the same page. <laughs> as, as some have pointed out, thank you. Together between this watch and the Speedmaster, twelve o'clock uh, indice. Uh, just, just a bunch of bunch of dick watches, I guess. <laughs> living the dream dude we're dicks on our wrists hashtag dick wrist mm, that's a bad hashtag no one no one use that hashtag titillating so, time pieces i'm looking at you man <laughs> but uh you know I'm, i have this i have the auction open for the what appears to be the original and um you know twenty thousand dollar one yeah mine is like a one-to-one recreation with the exception of the seconds hand which is not it's not loomed um, it's just kind of a black square for the original, and um, I'm just surprised the I'm just surprised he's putting it on eBay. Wouldn't you put it in like an auction house or something like that? Like eBay just seems like an odd choice for something so. Well, I'm taking I'm taking know, a closer look rare. at the dial, and there's a lot. There's this is not mint. There's scratches over by nine o'clock. There's scratches over the Aqualung logo Dude, which there's is, only eight of them it's a miracle it hasn't you know <laughs> returned to dust as exactly. far as i'm concerned <laughs> exactly it, it actually looks like it's never been polished so that's pretty cool hmm. looks to be an original beads of rice bracelet um i don't know maybe if it stays there for long maybe if it's 
Maybe if it's still there by the time I'm back from Columbia, I'll just drive down to Portland and play with it. Maybe I can get some photos. I thought you were cool. gonna say. you gonna say make a bid. I mean, it's not by the time I get back, I'll make a bid. I'll, I'll throw. I'll throw in fifteen thousand and see if you like. I gain gain one watch, lose one wife. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say that's the name. That's the name of the joint two book watch novels autobiography. <laughs> gain a watch, lose a wife. A Kaz and Mike story. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. For for now, I'm I'm pretty cool being a one doxa guy, but. Man, when I when I have this watch on wrist, I'm just like it it kind of it makes me want to learn more about the brand and their story and and what they've offered because it's just like I feel like you can be into watches and be kind of geeky and then I feel like you can also get into Doxa and then you're just on a totally different level. <laughs> what I love about the Doxa pieces is there's an almost sort of, and I know I'm, I know I'm probably reading this the complete wrong way, but I, I can only kind of just follow my perceptions. When I see a Doxa, I get this weird sense of like, um, like whimsical, almost like 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 Nautilus, Captain Nemo, like vibe from yeah. it. Like it's this, you know what I'm saying? Because the, the yeah. bubble and the way the angles work, it looks. It's it's very much like the real life embodiment of like, you know, item based storytelling, you know, a normal yeah. person, everyday normal person finds a special item, tumbles into this, you know, this 200 page novel, this two hour movie, regular guy, crazy situation, all kind of pushed forward through the narrative by items. And I feel like that's what the doxa is. You look at it and you're like, dude, this thing has to have a story yeah. look at it you know what i mean that's that's always been my my impression with the doxa pieces so they've always been like whimsically like pretty cool you know kind of just like panerai i mean like we can we can mm. agree that panerai can be one of the douchier looking watch watch <laughs> brands um but there's nothing out there like it you know uh exactly just, just like this doxa and, and you have to you just have to enjoy that you know there's I, I still secretly think those Panerai are awesome. I would, yeah. I would, if I was ever in a situation where my collection was so fulfilled that I had you know, four thousand dollars to just throw at something for no reason, I would probably pick up a Pam One Eleven, just like or, mm -hmm. or or Pam 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 Double O Five. Yeah, bottom bottom of the line, just three hander. Because I love the look, and it's actually very very similar in 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 in, in idea with uh, Doxa, and that you see the watch and you get the sense that there's some kind of story there's of some course. kind of story yeah you know of course straight up but that's that's what i'm wearing um <clears throat> it's cool it's a it's a vintage reissue but not an annoying one and uh um, mm -hmm. you know kind of they had time on their side when they released this one back in the day and it was over 42 millimeters so you can wear it today and it looks very modern it looks masculine if you're kind of hesitant about wearing you know sub 40 millimeter watches you know this this is kind of like the vintage reissue for you um sadly i think they're all sold out but people are kind of trying to price gouge them now you know if you go on ebay i don't know the internet try to awful. sell them for like five thousand dollars or something and i'm like ah, it's not gonna work <laughs> but yeah y'all y'all like goddamn sharks man as far as i'm concerned yeah selling watches is kind of shitty <laughs> right Price gouging the shit, but but I, I I have a question. So the so I mean before before we we transition to my wrist check, um, Doxa changed brands like owner like changed hands blah, ownership a few times, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
was it always located in the same place? Like, did the machines and did, like, the day-to-day -day workforce always stay the same? It's just sort of the head that changed? Or, like, did they constantly move the machines from over here to over here to over here? Like, 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 do you know what I'm saying? That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Okay. It, like I said, it's, it's so, it's so intimidating for me to really, like, dig deep into Doxa. <laughs> you gotta be a Doxpert, dude. You gotta be a Doxpert, man. <laughs> So if if there are any uh, Doxperts out there, you you let us know. <laughs> yeah, eighteen eighty nine. Wow, look at that! I've seen some of like the dress pieces that they had done, and like I've, at first I saw a dress watch and I saw like Docs on it. And I'm like, what? That's got to be fake. And then like yeah. I did a little bit of read, and I'm like, oh shit, that's so cool. I had, I had no idea. You know, became part of Synchron in nineteen seventy eight or no? Yeah, nineteen seventy eight, and then was acquired by. Aubrey Freris and then sold to the Jenny family in 1997. Jenny. He yeah. hit you, Jenny. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what's happened with that. Every time I see that dive watch brand, Jenny, you know what I'm talking about? You, you, you've seen those watches online, Jenny? Yeah, yeah, they look really cool. <laughs> Every time I see one of those, I say Jenny from Forrest Gump, like in with his voice in my head, he hit you, Jenny. You know yeah, what I mean? And I, I, I can't love... help it. I love Tom Hanks, man. Oh, he's so wonderful. He's just—he's just so <laughs> nice to see. He's just so nice to see on screen in anything he does, which is a really special quality to have in, in like an actor. You know I don't know I mean? why I've been obsessed obsessed with the uh, the Money Pit lately. That movie where he's got to like fix up the house. I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's so good. Is it good? <laughs> so good. Is it yeah. on Netflix? Uh, I think it's free on Prime. So if you have Prime, I think it's free there. I do have prime rock and roll yeah. rock and roll but uh tom hanks aside what are you wearing <laughs> <laughs> uh we should get tom hanks on the show but uh regardless one day maybe one day maybe i think he's a watch guy isn't he i he's, feel like i've seen he's got a pan right and he's got a speedmaster he qualifies let's get him on the show right mm -hmm. dear dear mr tom hanks dear dear, dear mr tom for hanks the fourth <clears throat> if, if anybody knows tom hanks let us, if anyone let knows, us if know. anyone if anyone is Tom Hanks, if you're Tom Hanks <laughs> and you're a Doxpert and you want to come on the show, hit us up. Yeah, all right. Um, for today's wrist check, I'm actually wearing a watch I haven't worn in a, on air in a long time, and I'm very sad I haven't done that. Um, at least I don't think I've worn it in a long time. I have brought back the chicken sandwich watch. All right. I am wearing my Collinsville watch code Nautilus. Um, I realized in this time when I first started wearing this watch to now. A lot of people probably start listening to the show. So when I say chicken sandwich watch, there's probably, there's probably no context. Um, so really quick, so basically the Collins, so Collinsville Watch Co. Um, um, is owned and operated by a guy named Frank, and he's been a friend of the show. I mean, like, dude, since the early days, he was one of the Terry from Toxic Daniel was the first person to email us. Like even yeah. before the episodes <clears throat> hit double digits, and I think yeah. after that, I think it was Frank. I think Frank. Um, I think Frank had heard one of the shows and he reached out to us and I, I forgot which episode it was, but he's, I remember he said something like, 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 I knew it was a good show or something like that because you guys made a joke about like the blowjob store and like, I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember the context of the blowjob store joke. Also, also in Portland, if there is one. <laughs> it's, 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 it's grass fred free range, uh, blowjobs. <laughs> The blowjob store, man. You know what I'm saying? Just bring your just bring your reusable hemp bags and just fill up on some blowjobs. You gotta stock up for winter, man. Winter's coming. Winter's not coming. I think yeah, winter's past. Um 
yeah so so and and he so he's based out in connecticut he's here in the states and he makes these i don't know how to describe them other than like like weird like passion projects they're very very accessible because usually when you hear someone say passion project like it's just something like like completely ridiculous and it looks really barely bad the collinsville watch cow pieces are super accessible there's a mixture of quartz and automatic pieces um and he sort of tries to theme them all like like nautical ish you know what i mean so they're uh like there's like the marina watch which is like a really cool automatic and then there's this watch which is the collinsville watch co nautilus and it has this like it has a dial texture on there that's sort of um reminiscent of like the like a like a like 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 a side cutted you know, nautilus shell it has those um, yeah has those have those curves in it and um it's a quartz it's miota 2105 or 2015 i always fuck it up but it's a day date it's really really cool <clears throat> he contacted us reached out to us a long time ago and you know basically eventually i picked up picked up this watch it's the it's the nautilus and sinister blue and very early on the reason i i've always had a very very special place in my heart for for this console watch coat piece is because i got this piece even though we were doing the show i was still kind of like evolving as a collector i mean I'm, i still am evolving as a collector you know i talk like i have my shit figured out i, I don't have shit figured <laughs> out all right i'm drinking wine out of a juice cup for christ's sakes guys all right i'm drinking i'm drinking refused passover moscato in a fucking juice cup uh, don't have anything figured out jenny he you, jenny. <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's just so wholesome oh man um, I got this watch really, really early on and sort of like how my watch collecting like perception and perspective was evolving. And very early on, this is the watch that showed me the value, Michael, the value of the grab and go quartz piece. You know what I mean? Like I had, not that I could think of, I didn't have any other watch that was just like a really awesome grab and go quartz. And so when we say grab and go quartz, it's the idea that like you, you wake up. You stare at your watch box. You know you have to wear a watch, but too many factors come into your mind. It's raining. I don't want to wear that piece. I also don't want to wear that piece because it's clunky. I don't want to wear this piece because it doesn't match the it doesn't match the funny socks for funny sock Wednesday at work. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm supposed to do. I just need to put something on. You just need to grab something. You don't have to worry about winding. You don't have to worry about setting. You don't have to worry about going with your outfit. Grab and go quartz. Um, I had drawn an analogy from the grab and go quartz idea to the chicken sandwich. So the chicken sandwich for me is, um, I don't know if anyone else like in the world does this, but <clears throat> I get, I sometimes just get kind of like so caught up in, in my, like in, in just things I get worried about or my thoughts or what I'm thinking or whatever, anything like that. Where like if I'm with people or even if I'm by myself and I'm at a restaurant and someone like parks a menu in front of me, like I'll stare down at it in like the same way you just, you stare down like the precipice of life. And I'm like, I don't know what, to, I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I know I need to, to eat something. If I mean, that I, menu I, I panic a little bit right it's just it's so odd and there's the moments indecision will strike you know um but in those moments if that menu's got a chicken sandwich or something like it i'm ordering that even even if i don't want the chicken sandwich even if i'm just like super not into it i will order the chicken sandwich and so i had drawn the analogy from chicken sandwich on a menu uh to what collins will watch code nautilus in my watch box and thus was born hashtag chicken sandwich watch so this is the watch for a while that I would put on when I just didn't really know what to wear, but I needed to wear something, and so I'm wearing it now. The thing is super cool. It's 40 millimeters. It's also offered in 36 millimeters. It's a mixture of like, like almost like spear tip markers and Roman numerals. And the thing is that the 
I don't know. It's just fun. There's just something really timeless about the the watch that I will always feel confident when I put it on. Like Michael, have you had the experience of like you're like, yeah, I'm gonna put that watch on, and you put it on, and you kind of like second guess it. Always. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's never happened to me with my Nautilus. My Collinsville Nautilus, just to be, just to be, <laughs> just to be clear. On oh, that. not not but, your uh, other one, the one you keep in the bank. <laughs> The one I keep in the bank with all my with all my 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 Kruger my Kruger ends now, dude. Just uh, it's just my Collinsville watch code Nautilus. <clears throat> so wearing that for the for the um, wrist check today. Um, I, I it didn't occur to me until very recently. I actually have not written a review um about this watch, kind of covering the pros and cons of the watch. And even though you know I, I I'm I'm talking the watch up right now, there are pros and cons to it in my opinion. Um, you know, there are things about the watch which will work for some folks, things about the watch that won't work for some folks. But for me, I think it's just, it's just, it's, for what I needed for, it is the perfect watch. But um, I, I've actually never reviewed it. So um, I think by the time this episode goes up, if I could just get the goddamn sunlight to cooperate with my photographs, <laughs> <sighs> the review for this watch will be up. Um, and it's also, uh, it's also happening in conjunction with the sale that Collinsville Watch Co. is doing for this watch that Frank was telling me about. Um, it's normally the watch is I think 140 bucks, but he's knocking 40% off and it's only a hundred bucks, which is a steal. Um oh yeah, it's sapphire crystal. I forgot I, I was tapping I was tapping <clears throat> the crystal. I'm like fairly right, right? It's sapphire crystal. Yeah. It's at a good at a good price, yeah. Yeah, hundred bucks is a solid price for yeah. a watch like this. That's just like it's just so it's sometimes it's just nice to have a watch that you know works no matter what's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really cool is, uh, so normally these come on a quick change strap. And this is really funny. Another friend of the show, uh, EA8 of EA Leather Goods, um, is partnering with Collinsville Watch Co. And he had basically made a huge batch of handmade leather straps for these Nautilus pieces. So you can either get a Nautilus on one of the cool stock straps that it comes with from Collinsville Watch Co. for 100 bones, or you can get a Collinsville Watch Co. Nautilus with one of these custom um, handmade uh, leather straps from, from EA Leather Goods for 140 Normally it would be 200 bucks, but I think he knocked down 40% or 30%. I'm not really good with numbers. Okay. So um, he knocked it down that much. So with, the, with that handmade strap, it's... Um, it's 140 bucks, I think it is. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, we've talked about EA, uh, EA leather goods on the show all the time. So, I mean, you guys know the quality is um, is where it's at. So, but yeah, I mean, that's what I'm wearing for the for the wrist check now. Keeping out for the review. Um, if the watch is at all perspective to you, or if you have any questions or anything like that, totally hit me up. I, I could talk about this thing all day. You know. Oh my 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 wife just came home. Hello. Hey, babe. <laughs> oh, good. We're recording. That's fine. I opened the Passover one. That's fine. Cool. See, I told you she wouldn't be mad. She she wouldn't be mad. I, I thought she would strike me. <laughs> no, I'll strike you over other ones. So sm- smoted me, but um. Smote, smote, smoted, smeagled me. I thought you'd smeagle me. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, no, I I that's what I'm wearing for the show today. Thing is super cool. The one potential like downside I could see someone drawing from it because I I always try to make sure I don't I don't I don't just say just say good things is that. The loom isn't the best, but I'm not buying this watch for the loom, man. No, it's a hundred dollar no, watch. No. You know what I'm saying? But like, I could totally see someone just being like, "I can't see what time it is in the Mariana Trench." Like, well, fucking don't wear this in the Mariana <laughs> Trench, dude. Wear the fucking Doxer reissue in the Mariana Trench, or nothing, or wear nothing because you probably just die. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure human flesh liquid emulsifies 
<laughs> in the Mariana Trench. Did, did you just create a parody of the neck bearded watch collector? <laughs> did did I unintentionally? <laughs> I am I am about six juice cups in on this wine bottle, so I might have. I don't know. <laughs> that was good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that's what I'm wearing right now. Thing is super cool. Watch as always a pleasure to have on. I'd forgotten what it was like. Um, keep an eye out for the review. Let me know if you have any questions on that. Um, yeah, you have one too, and I, and I, I, I know you dig yours as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, is it is it time to move on? I have this. Uh, there's a few things we have to talk about, and they're both extremely important. Should we talk? What should we talk let's, about? Let's first? talk about the giveaway real quick and then move into the main stuff. Oh, grill. Oh, grill. We're giving away. We're giving away. Oh, that's right. We're giving away. Sorry. <laughs> Wine's kicking in. Divine. Um, as we talked about last time on the show, we're doing a bunch of giveaways. A bunch. We're doing two giveaways. Uh, the first one with the Kettabig Zero specifically to honor 100,000 plays of the podcast. Ah, that's insane. Um, but I'm not talking about that giveaway right now. That giveaway we'll talk about later. Yeah. Not in this episode, but sometime, which will be discussed later. You know, hide your children, hide your wife, hide your kids. Um, the giveaway I want to talk about right now is for our 5,000 follower Instagram giveaway shenanigans bonanza. Uh, we're working with these really cool dudes over at Notice Watches um, who are really, really cool and really just uh, uh, incredible to work with partnering and... and, and uh, Giving away a watch for 5,000 followers. You mm -hmm. know, that's something we've really, really tried to stick to. Every time we reach 1,000 followers on Instagram, regardless of how difficult Instagram makes it for us to do so, uh, we'll give away a watch. And, and 5,000 followers is no different. So we're giving away the Notice Trieste blue dial. This thing is killer, man. I have it right here next to me. It still has all the plastics on it and shit. The watch is absolutely gorgeous in person. You guys have probably seen it online. Um, uh, what I'm going to do is, so in order to enter, uh, and win the, the, the very cool notice, notice Trieste, um, basically I'm going to write a review for it. I'm going to post it on the website in order to be, um, considered, uh, enter the chance to win the watch. So it's the watch, the box, uh, our love and gratitude, all that stuff, um, just leave a comment on the review. So, you know, check out the review, leave a comment about what you like or don't like about the watch, or just, you know, maybe you can pick up my misuse of prepositions and sejuras, which I really don't care because I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped caring about grammar after grad school, man, as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but um, but that's how that's how you enter. So um, keep an eye out for the review. It'll go up soon. Go check it out. Leave a comment. Um, and then that'll automatically kind of enter you, you know, uh, uh, to, to, to win the watch. Um, we'll give out specific, like, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let everyone know the specific, like, times for the contest entries to be open. Usually we do a week or two for entries. What do you want to do this time? A week I think, or two? I think a week is fine. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do a week. It'll be open for a week. You guys will get plenty of heads up. You'll have, everyone's going to have a chance to enter, so no worries. Um, keep an eye out for that. Um... And you will hear about the Raketa later. Not in this episode, though. It'll be fun. <laughs> but um, is that it? Am I missing anything with the with the with the with the with the with the no des no des trieste trieste? No, that's good. Nice. I think to keep keep people hungry for now. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be pretty cool. Really excited to give the watch away. And also, huge thank you to the guys <laughs> over at Notice. Um, they're in the middle, or they just wrapped up their retrospect pre-order, right? Yes, yes, and they have. I believe it's it's either one or a couple of retrospect 
models that are kind of making the rounds with, you know, different people in the community to, to take photos of on Instagram and review. They're doing like a little kind of social campaign where they get the watch into different hands and it's pretty cool. And, and from, from what I gather after meeting with them, uh, not too long ago, they have some really cool stuff planned for this year. Uh, two, two watches in particular that I'm very excited about, um, that I definitely, definitely a micro brand to keep your eye on in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I will not talk Um, about those things now. Yeah, yeah. Well, hold on. I'm plugging in. I'm plugging in my 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 machine right now because it was about to die. Uh-oh. Can you still hear Uh-oh. me? I can hear you. You're still there. All right. Good. Good. We're still here. <laughs> um. But guys, is it is it time, Michael? Is it time? Is it time to talk about world travel? Can we talk about world travel? Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> man. Oh, I have to use my inhaler. I have to use my inhaler. There it is again. Milady. <laughs> 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 fucking oh, my lady hold, hold on a second hold on a second <laughs> oh man ah uh, yeah it's got a it's got a it's got a compass on it my inhaler has a compass on it so i can always know what direction i'm having an asthma attack in but um it's actually my wife's it's my wife's inhaler <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so let's talk about world travel guys um we've talked in the past about you know us making it to Basel. We've talked about us traveling for coverage and everything like that. Michael and I have been talking about it for a long time off air. We've been sort of just figuring out logistically what makes the most sense. And I am a little sad to say it doesn't seem like, although we want to, it doesn't seem like we'll be able to make Basel work next year. However, and it's a very big however, there is another sort of fair show thing that we're we're pretty sure we can swing in terms of time, logistics, and 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 budget. And what we basically want to do is um, put this out there to get feedback from you guys and to just hear if anyone has any insights, tips, or experience on doing this, or if anyone actually lives in the place that we're thinking about going to. Michael and I are uh, giving serious consideration to hitting up the Hong Kong Watch and Clock Fair in September. Um, that might sound kind of weird if you're not familiar, but I think it's an incredible opportunity because it's and it, it's a big, it's a it's a fucking huge ass fair slash yeah. show thing with all kinds of crap. But what's really interesting to me is that lots of brands will go there to meet with different um, supply fulfillers, manufacturing fulfillment, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, factories and things like that. So basically, like. Um, if you want to start a watch brand or whatever and you don't really know what your options are for certain things or if you want to figure out what to source movements, blah, 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 blah. You know, there are plenty of places that people like in like circles and things like that know, but it's also an opportunity to go to one of these, to go to the Hong Kong watch and, and, and clock fair show thing and just go to booths and meet people. Um, and I think that would be incredible. I think it would be incredible just to give people the opportunity to see what that is actually like. Not the Basel stuff, with the with the with the chicks serving espresso out of their cleavage or whatever happens at Basel, I'm not entirely sure happened to Basel. Um, does that happen to Basel? That's can you serve espresso out of cleavage? I, these are the hard these are the questions people want to know. I've never been. That sounds more like an SIHH <laughs> thing, uh, but who knows? <laughs> it sounds like hepatitis to me, dude. I don't want to fucking drink out of some chicks' tits. <laughs> I can come back home with blood poisoning, man. People are disgusting. I don't. I don't, I don't fuck people. This ridiculous, man. <laughs> 
<clears throat> but um, we're contemplating Hong Kong for, for several reasons. The actual watching clock, you know, show thing would just be absolutely incredible to cover. Brands people do recognize are going to be there. Miyota is going to be there. Citizen yeah. Miyota is going to be there. Seagull is going to be there. You know what I mean? It's just an interesting opportunity to show you another side of sort of the industry. And to me, it's a facet of being an educated consumer. So we're thinking of, we're, we're giving serious off to going there for that reason. Also, we do think it would be hilarious for you guys to see us just do a bunch of crazy shit in Hong Kong, not knowing the language, not, not knowing where to go, not knowing how the currency works. You know what I mean? Yeah. You 30, get to see, 30 hours on a plane. You get to see how the how the sausage is made, I think, for the uh, get, <laughs> for the smaller brands, you know? Yeah, I think I think it's a, I, I think it would be so much fun. I think it would be incredibly valuable. What we want to put out there, um to anyone who's, you know, gone, uh, you know, what's it like? If anyone lives in Hong Kong that's listening to this show. Um, definitely let us know. We would love to just meet up and hang out, shoot the shit. You know what I mean? I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, if anyone's traveled to Hong Kong and just has like tips or insights or things maybe we're not accounting for, definitely let us know what's up. I don't know how lodging works <clears throat> over there. You know what I mean? Like, do we just sleep on the street? Is it acceptable to be homeless? Uh, what do you think? It is. What's your? What's what's your? What, it is here. Um, I was gonna say, man, I'm, it's totally cool where you're at. Just bring, just bring your tent and your hot plate, and you're a fucking millionaire, dude. Um, I don't know. So if anyone's been, if anyone's from the areas, if anyone's traveled there, um, would love to hear your thoughts. Would love to hear your insight. Um, it's in four months. It's one of those things where if we're gonna do it, we gotta book, buy, and get everything scheduled, ASAP. And I will tell you right now, st uh, uh, percentage-wise, the chances of us going to uh, the Hong Kong uh, Clock and Watch Show or whatever the hell it's called are exponentially higher than Basel. Basel just just there are some things out of our control which are are just preventing us from making that trip mm -hmm. uh, happen. Yeah. But Hong Kong, Hong Kong is in the cards. I think it's going to be even fucking cooler, man. If if you ask me. So, um, am, am, am I missing anything? No, no, yeah. Until we get our catering company up and running, I think we won't make it to Basel. <laughs> <laughs> our catering oh is that how we're gonna get that's in that's how we're gonna get in dude that's that's so Ocean's Eleven <laughs> that's that's so Ocean's Eleven you have no idea uh, yeah yeah, so let, yeah let us know let us know if it's a stupid idea too I think you know whatever tell us what you want to see <laughs> <laughs> said said jadedly from the corner as he sucks his 13th cigarette hey, what do you want to see <laughs> whatever you want to see just tell us we're tired of guessing <laughs> but yeah no um um you can let us know in the show notes here for the show you can email us tbws.contact the gmail.com that email again is tbws.contact at gmail.com um yeah yeah just looking forward to hearing from people just in regards to that um i i don't think i'm missing anything we'll we'll bring this up a couple more times also um just because i think I think we can do it. I think we should. I think we should do it, bro. It would just be fun to be like in a different country with you. I don't know. <laughs> right? No, it would be. It would be incredible to be to travel together to a different country that we we literally have no basis for. But at the same time, I think with the the just live streaming and just doing video content because at that time I want the YouTube page to be up as well. Oh, yeah. I think it would. I think it would be so. I think people would be fascinated to see. You know, 
the type like how that sort of uh that show that hong kong watch and clock fair show whatever the fuck it's called how that really informs the industry for small brands and potentially for bigger brands i mean who the fuck knows i, I would love so, to leave with one of those uh sweet seagull pilot chronographs that would be pretty cool Dude, we should get seagull tattoos on our ass. <laughs> We've been through this, man. Our our, our ladies will leave us. I love <laughs> well, you said your wife was okay with the Seiko tattoo. Yeah, yeah, she was. My wife is not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So looking forward to hearing from you guys on that. Is it time to talk about the fucking this 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 just got announced recently? Bomb, like lip balm. Lip, not I mean not not lip balm. It's B A U M E. This bomb brand. <laughs> I'm just going to say things the way that I want to say them because no matter what, okay. people are going to criticize how you pronounce these ridiculous brand names. Um, how, how do you say it? I just say bomb. Because I say bomb, bomb and Mercier. I don't know. That's pretty I thought, standard. I thought you were going to say Bome. <laughs> it's Bome. Bome. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's pronounced Rolay, guys. <laughs> All right. Dude, the, the, the JLC argument is my favorite. So now I just say JLC every time. Jaeger LeCoulter, right? <laughs> that's it. That's the nail. That's the winner. Nailed it, oh, dude. God. You, you <laughs> friggin' people. Um. <laughs> it's pronounced JJ LeCoulter, guys. <laughs> we find we have, have a we have a third co-host, the 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 <laughs> the watch fam next don't get me started on voices, man. I love doing voices, but I'm not any good at them, so it's probably best. And I've been watching a lot of Father Brown on Netflix, so I'm doing my best to not break into like a broke ass English accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this brand, so this this is kind of interesting it's, for for a couple of reasons. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, what caught my eye, believe it or not, and I think it's it's kind of opposite to what most people will think, is just the fact that it's a cheaper brand from Richemont. Yeah. Yeah, straight up. That was yeah, that was attractive. However, the claim is that their main focus is not to loop in younger buyers or people that are necessarily more budget conscious. Uh, the goal is to, I think, kind of uh, change the way some accessories are produced and, and the way that some watches are uh, shipped and manufactured and, and, and stuff like that. And um, <clears throat> there are kind of some missteps along the way, which which I kind of um, caught wind of. But it is cool to see a large kind of luxury conglomerate even think about starting this conversation. Uh, yeah. um, so Bomb will essentially, or Bomb will essentially... <laughs> Serve. <laughs> so happy you just said bomb. <laughs> Fuck me right. Uh, they'll serve as the uh, the new kind of entry point uh, for Richemont. Uh, mm -hmm. Richemont owns several brands: um, Panerai, IWC, Panerai. I think Chanel even. Um, and it's pronounced Channel. Yeah, Channel. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop cutting you off. That's okay. Uh, and, you know, I think they look kind of cool. Uh, they're basically, uh, they have two versions that they're uh, debuting with. There's one which is called the Iconic, and that's like a half-skeletonized P1 
PVD coated Miyota watch. Um, hmm. PVD coating, ironically, is not that good for the environment. But you know, this is a yeah. first step. <laughs> um, and, and that one's that one is debuting at eleven hundred dollars, which is kind of a lot for uh, Miyota Automatic. Um, right. What's cooler though is the um, the custom timepiece series, and that has been launched together with a uh, web customization tool where you can build either a 35 millimeter watch or a 41 millimeter watch and you can do a time only display you can do a moon phase display you can do a retrograde kind of layout and i think like some kind of calendar layout um and those look cool those range between i think 540 and 650 for a Miyota or a uh, Ronda movement. I think what's interesting is, it's, uh, so you were texting me about this either I don't know, last night or, or, or a couple nights ago, and I was super into it just because the thing is, so this is this relates back to the, the episode like last week, like, you know, um, how to watch brands target markets, like who are watches for, like is the story what you buy, so on and so forth. I... I fell in love with the story of this watch as you told it to me before I saw the watch. Okay. Uh, Richemont is making a, a watch. They're position, positioning uh, as an affordable watch, or, or that, or that they're you know whether they're overly stating it is not, but it's an affordable watch, and it also features like sustainable, like recycled products. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. That's that's actually really interesting. Then I saw the watch. I don't like it. Which okay, so which, which you don't like any of them. I, I mean, I'm looking, I think the idea of like the customization aspect, you kind of go through with that little, that little thing and like make your watch at yeah. a 35 mil or 37 or 40 millimeters. I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good step in the right direction of just getting brands to properly embrace the idea of e-commerce. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm just looking at the designs of these ones, like with the wire lugs and like the dial layouts, it's just not doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah, the, Aesthetically, it's not it's not clicking. There's some weird stuff. So all of these watches have wire lugs, which are difficult for me to get behind. And there's a twelve o'clock crown on all of them. What the hell? It looks like it looks like a Coca-Cola bottle cap from like the fifties. <laughs> like I don't understand. Right? It looks like it looks like, it looks like I, I I can pop the cap off and just drink my fucking watch. <laughs> drink all that. Drink all that sweet non-recyclable battery acid. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. It's very, very odd. And I'm 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 a little insulted. They're like, oh yeah, we're not trying to attract younger people with this. Dude, yes you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you are, dude. <laughs> but the thing is, how are you gonna win over the Daniel Wellington crowd and also the Apple Watch crowd? By selling a watch for three hundred dollars. I think there's an Apple Watch for three hundred dollars that you can get. Like the base one. Or then selling, then selling a watch for $200. Because the thing <laughs> is, it, uh, people are going to... No, because the reality is there's an order of operations when someone evaluates a product. They they see it, uh, and then they look at the price. Mm-hmm. And then based off the price, they'll look at specs. And then they'll get even more and more further down the funnel. They'll consider shipping and blah, 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 all that bullshit. But the first, the first two things are look and price. And at price, that's when someone's most likely to basically just abandon the fuck. 
out of that cart or that potential buying experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even if the watch is potentially looking cool, to like a regular like 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 orological normalo, eleven hundred bucks is a lot of fucking money, dude. Yeah. That's rent. That's fucking rent, man. You know? Yeah. For me, I. <clears throat> I think the moon phase looks kind of cool. It's uh, it looks to be quartz. Let me, you let me see. you get like the you get the moon phase at three o'clock, the day at six o'clock, and the day at twelve o'clock. There's doesn't seem right. to be a running seconds, so you don't have to like know that it's quartz. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it only comes. I like the quartz stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. But it, it only comes in 35 millimeters, this one. And that's, that's, I don't know why, but, um, I don't know. I, I think there's more value in the production of these straps, for example. Um, they tried to kind of pitch some stuff like, oh, like, we're not using any precious metals, but one could argue that coloring cases like gold and PVD and stuff like that, that's, probably uh more impactful than <laughs> than one might assume um right <clears throat> but but the straps but are the general the straps look awesome oh. i think they have like a denim looking strap they have like recycled plastic um they have cork. i saw one that looks like that looks like looks like 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 burlap or linen of some type it's on this blue dial it's like a white yeah they have cotton as well um Hmm. Yeah, that that shit. I, I I think that's pretty cool for for somebody like like Rishma. I'm actually more interested in the straps <laughs> than the actual watches. Um, as somebody who finds it, no, that's cool. I I, I you know, something that just occurred to me with the whole PVD thing. Like, they wouldn't give a shit about doing that for sustainable purposes because a regular wa a regular person interested in a watch would never think to ask that. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. It's just a black watch. Whatever. You know. Oh, sorry, you cut out there. What'd you say? No, 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 it's just it's just a black watch. It's it's nothing, you know. Right uh, here, I, I, I'll be right back. I have to, I have to fix my internet. Keep talking. Oh yeah, but I don't know these, uh, these watches here. I I really don't. I have no interest in the um, Miyota automatic eleven hundred dollar one. Uh, I might eventually spring for the, uh, let's see, or I, I don't know. I'd be willing to test out one of the quartz ones, not necessarily for the sake of having a dressy quartz watch, but just to see how the quality of materials are for the... Um, hey, Kaz is back. All right. There's Kaz. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I'd probably test out one of the quartz ones before anything, just to see how the uh, strap materials are. Can you actually see these in stores? Or is it only online? Because if you can see it in stores, I would totally be down to check one out. I don't think there will be stores. Um, definitely not now. But okay. But one thing I argued when I, you know, wrote about these watches <laughs> was that it's kind of shitty to use disposable quartz movements with batteries, <laughs> um, <laughs> unless you're kind of pitching a battery recycling program for. Uh, customers at the time of servicing battery recycling program or dude just fucking chuck a kinetic or a solar movement in here Correct. and at least try to get more time out of the battery you know what I mean Correct. is there any kind of generic Miyota light powered movement or is that strictly yeah. 
held for EcoDrive. Miyota, no. Seiko, I think Seiko sells through Hattori or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, a solar, I know they do a kinetic, but with the solar, that's a good question. Yeah. I would, I would, I mean, there would, that would be incredible if they did, if there was like a Miyota solar, I mean, cause the, cause the t technically Miyota is citizen, citizen is Miyota. Mm -hmm. I am Spartacus. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, but off the top of my head, I am not aware. Um, I know Seiko does sell like, like a non-branded kinetic movement or I'm fairly certain mm -hmm. they might sell a solar movement. So I, 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 I think that would have been like the extra, like if I was in the room, I'd be like, dude, you guys fuck this quartz bullshit. Let's pay like an extra 30 or 40 bucks per watch and sell them on like solar power or fucking kinetic movements. Like that yeah. would be, if you really, really want to ring in people on this whole sustainable product and eco-friendly thing, like that's, that's how you do it. And again, I will, I will say again, they are clearly targeting people who don't know about watches because someone wouldn't ask that question. Oh, well, you know, what am I supposed to do with the battery? Like, is there something special about this battery in regards to how it impacts the earth when it's dead? Mm -hmm. Like a regular watch person wouldn't think about replacing the battery. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see how this whole bomb thing evolves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's a really cool idea. I would like to see one in person or I don't know. I'm just really weird about these crowns. The crown, like the more I look at it, the more I look at it, the more like confounding it is to me. I, this crown with the wire lugs. How do you access it? I, I just want to see these straps available across all of the different Richemont brands. Like if if I could get a Panerai with a cork like strap. That'd be kind of cool. Actually, I, don't think, I don't think. Why not? They would never support that, but I think it had to be thick fucking no, cork. They those know, Panerai. they know about the whole Paneristi culture. They're not ignorant to that. Like they've made, right. they've made like special editions for like Paneristi forums. Um, oh, that's funny. Know, I didn't know that. And kind of the whole appeal is, you know, how easy it is to get into the whole strap game or, or whatever. So, I mean, why not? You know, Michael, can we, Michael, can we be Paneristi? Pan, pan, paneristi, pet, pedophilic paneristi. Mm, see, I ruined it that fast. You did. That's how fast it is to ruin you it. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. They both start with a P. <laughs> you did. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see the conversation start. Um, I think it's it's no secret that some of the practices involved with uh, harvesting the raw materials for a lot of these luxury goods is pretty terrible. Um, so right. Yeah. The, the, the second I see like a big luxury conglomerate get behind making cotton straps, recycled plastic straps. Um, you know, they partnered with, uh, you know, kind of an ocean conservation organization that kind of recycles floating plastic as well for the, um, the recycled PET straps, so that's pretty cool. Um, that's kind of good. I mean, that that's actually pretty cool. I mean, yeah. the, that 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 I'm looking at these now. What are these? Are these NATOs? No, I think they're two pieces. But however, it is oh, okay. it is ironic to to see like I don't know, like a Richemont brand do this kind of stuff. And somebody online also pointed out that another Richemont brand recently ran a campaign like centering. Uh, like around the polo aesthetic like which is terrible for horses <laughs> so um, really are those horses like abused yeah man it's fucking terrible 
That's horrible. <laughs> poor, po- poor ponies. Poor ponies. Um, that's awful. But yeah, that's that's bomb. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll see what happens. <clears throat> we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, it's interesting. I I, I you know what what you explained to me about the the watch straps, because um, we were talking off air just about the practices behind like um how leather manufacturers and things like that will source materials and like and like I mean you know it, it is it is pretty awful. Some people know about it, don't care. Some people don't know about it, don't care. But regardless yeah. of the fact that it's, it's pretty interesting to see bomb sort of make like that overt lunge like hey listen these straps are the straps specifically you know they're sustainable it's cork they're made from cotton or recycled plastic or yeah. all that stuff like that i think that's pretty cool i mean i mean like you said there might be more opportunity just in these fucking straps exactly <laughs> yeah you know i would totally be interested in buying one of these straps if they weren't like a, like you know four hundred dollars <laughs> who fucking knows man <sighs> yeah it was fun it was fun to see that and uh i don't know there hasn't been much news since the debut, but um, the site is live, sure and if we'll you if you want to customize one, it's uh, that little feature is live as well. So I'm sure we'll start seeing like real photos and proper reviews and things like that on all the big websites. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm excited to see that. But um, looking at the time, shall we transition into the 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 second half of our main topic? Yeah, why are people that are into watches? equally crazy about other strange hobbies <laughs> things yeah well it's just it's interesting how i don't know they seem to go together so easy so we were we were rattling off like 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 uh, uh analogous like hobbies and niches that they have looped together with watches so it's watches knives um certain little uh, like like electronics like headphones or, or keyboards or things like that yeah. um you know edc equipment so like flashlights and pens and shit like that, you know what I mean? Note notebooks, you know? That's right, yeah. <laughs> why? Like why what is it are is it is the unifying this just occurred to me, is the unifying factor that these are all sort of like traditionally and I'm not saying this in like a mean way. I'm not I'm not an asshole. I'm an asshole, I'm not an asshole. And like are these like like these are normally like dude things? Like is it like a dude culture thing? Which is sort of drawing a lot of this together or is that like an oversimplification that might be an oversimplification but i think <coughs> i think Fuck. some of these things might also be surprisingly collectible and i think if you kind of oh, dive head first in, into watches part of the fun is collecting um like gross unless you got really lucky and you just wanted to buy one watch and and you that's it you did it and you're out of the game I envy you. <laughs> That's what my dad did. He walked into him. He told. He walked into a Macy's in like 1979. He bought a Rolex, and that was it. He was done. <laughs> yeah. The amount. Of, I don't know if that's watch collecting though. The amount of brain power I would save. If, uh, <laughs> geez, I also, I also think we have. We don't think we have careers without watches. I just want to point that out. That is true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> give and take man swings and roundabouts that might know? be it I, I think I think a lot of these people are just into collecting things and the internet of today is really kind of facilitating that because oh my god right yeah because I, right. I think I think back in like I don't know 1990 or something I think maybe your average knife collector or like flashlight collector uh, might have been very different um mm-hmm. you know so is it is it a thing where 
we're kind of falling into a collecting culture because it's so accessible to connect with each other and see who's into what and see how these different hobbies intersect. Um, it's just, it's something that I've been thinking about. Can I, can I give the, can I, can I give my cynical take that just occurred to me? What is it? <laughs> of course. I think, I think, <laughs> I think the whole collecting aspect within people, like why people collect, I think it's kind of kicked into overdrive recently, just with sort of how disillusioned people have become. A lot of people go to work, jobs suck. Even if you like your job, there are aspects that suck. You know, it's the idea that society forces you to be so much more insular than you were before. And that's how it's always been like, it's how it's always been the idea of like personal space is a fairly new concept, like in the past couple hundred years, mm. we're talking two or 300 years, you know? And so that's happening more and more and more. And so it's the idea that you can do this thing. You, you don't have to buy, it's not like buying cars. It's not like buying hookers. They don't take up a lot of space. It's little things, pens, notebooks, these little things you can collect and really dive into that kind of give your life order. I don't have this flashlight yet. I have these two flashlights and this one will be the missing link between them or I don't have a flashlight with this function or I don't have a pen that's right for these nibs, so on and so forth. It kind of is comforting to sort of have that uh, that order in your life. And so that's why I think there's just so much crossover because like you said earlier, this this is, and you're the one that put me in this train of thought, there's such a, there's such a, 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 a um, oh man, I can't remember how you phrased it, but it's just the idea that it's just, so easy to just start collecting and see these buying these little things and they just that that's sort of my take does that kind of make sense or is the wine talking no no no. it, it makes sense it's just <sighs> it's comforting to collect and it's easy to collect small things you know yeah like if you're if you're just droning on instagram and you see a cool photo of a watch next to i don't know like a flashlight or a pen or something like do you ever feel like oh man like Maybe I should get into pens. <laughs> I really don't. Yes, know. I did that. I did. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I. I almost fell into that. I'm. St I still might do it with with knives. Not with like many knives. I just want to buy one knife, which I'm sure is like the like the famous last words. Uh -huh. of basically, every single knife collector. Right. It's ever. I just want to buy the one. It's just. It's just. It's just the. It's just the the the, the one heroin. And then I'm done. Now I'm stopping. You know what I mean? <laughs> <clears throat> one heroin, please. Yeah. But um, there was a. I was talking to Aaron Shapiro about it, and um, there was there's this spider cone knife that I was looking at. It's like a hundred bucks. It's not really that expensive, but the only reason I was like interested is because I started seeing all of this everyday carry stuff. People with their like their G shocks and their like folding blades and like you know the doing like the the pocket dump photo with all this shit in their hands and then their pockets and everything like that. I really want to do a pocket dump photo that's just like of lint and like a crayon. You know what I mean? I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think the internet needs 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 more authentic watch dump or pocket dump photos. Whatever the fuck it's called, pocket dump also does sound very dirty. So that I'm, I'm gonna stop saying. <laughs> That's the thing, though. That's like hashtag. It's like we're trying to like not use big hashtags right now. If we were like an EDC right. kind of thing and we use like pocket dump, we would get fucked by Instagram. For example, dude, pocket pocket dump sounds like what your kid does before you can like change their diaper in time. You know what I mean? I <laughs> uh, got a code pocket dump over here in aisle Jacob, aisle Yakov. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't know. I I that's that's my take. I just think that's 
I think we collect these things because in a way it's just nice as a as a method of escape and I think a lot of businesses and like marketers pick up on that and that's where you kind of get crossover. Now that is the cynical answer. That's 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 the horrible horrible jaded cynic in me which will which will always be what I am. I I I I am what I am. Um but we talked about this off air. There are potentially some organic avenues to collecting other things like you if you're just like like an outdoor enthusiast or if you work a specific type of like profession it might make sense for you to be super into pens or it might make sense for you to be super knowledgeable about like flashlights or things like that you know what i'm saying which could easily like slide into then okay if i'm camping a lot and i'm off grid um i need i need some kind of wearable technology i can rely on i need something with like a gps i know is it going to crap out when i'm in the middle of the fucking boonies that kind of stuff that i yeah. can totally see that that type of bleed over, you know what I mean? Do you know there's also a pencil collecting culture as well? You mean you mean everyone's not using Dixon Ticonderoga number twos? <laughs> the I, yellow pencils? <laughs> dude, I saw I saw this post on Reddit like a few months back and it was like, Oh, um my dad was a copy editor for like I don't know, forty years or something. Um and like he did everything with pencil. And he like he posted a photo of like all of his dad's pencils, and somebody pointed out like, oh, like those pencils are like a hundred bucks each. What? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I I think, I think there's just Man. cork sniffing like everywhere. No matter what the hobby <laughs> is, there's always gonna be cork sniffers, and there's. <laughs> It's just like I've never heard that term used in the way you've used. Is that like a thing, or did you just think of it? Well, I've heard it used, and and it's it's actually a good segue to to my next point. Um, you, okay. you know, are these people are these people being utilitarian in their in their practices? Uh, in the, I'm sure this person's father bought these things because they were good and reliable, and he needed them for the for his job. However, like, are some people buying these things to kind of like show off on Instagram and a good, a good kind of area to look at is the guitar gear community. Cause like, Oof, yeah. Um, I think back in like, I want to say like 2012, 2013, there was a craze, like an insane surge of boutique overdrive pedal, manufacturers and the whole thing right. was to make like a transparent overdrive pedal that sounded like an amp about to break up that was the thing everybody like <laughs> right. and you it's like the easiest circuit to like make and you can sell it for like four hundred dollars um mine sounds more like a dumbbell than yours so like i get to charge more for it um but the thing <laughs> is i remember kind of hanging out on a forum and I'll never forget this like he was a forum troll but it was a very good comment and like he just seemed like a 70s like garage rock dude and he's like you guys are just like dressing up your pedal boards like dollhouses to post photos on the internet <laughs> like you're not even like you're probably not even playing guitar through all this stuff so is this kind of like so that's so refreshing to hear <laughs> yeah yeah and, and 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 to answer your question yeah quark sniffer was kind of like that, that was that was more common in that community so i guess that's why i came out we've talked about cork sniffers neck beards what, what other tropes <laughs> will we be dancing with today man so um 
sexy. You know, I, I, I really, I don't know. People get into rings too, like hand jewelry and bracelets. I like, feel, I feel like the turning point. Oh, first of all, I just want to clarify in regards to pedals. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Michael, there's only one pedal you need. Of course. Of course. The boss metal zone. That's the only pedal. MT8. That's the only one you need. You can throw all the other ones out. Maybe maybe a little wah if you know how to use it. But otherwise, all you need is the boss metal. Sounds like R2-D2 taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like R2-D2 and Chewbacca going through a grinder at the same time. All right. <laughs> it's like from a different planet that you never wanted to visit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but um, but the 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 turning point, that in in my opinion, is when the idea of getting things for utilitarian purposes, uh, topples over into excess. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't feel complete until you get something else. Like it's the idea of not being satisfied with, um with the thing you just bought. I'm not saying that in a derogatory way because that's also technically just a very weird definition of of, of collecting. You don't you it's really weird to collect one watch. You know what I mean? Um yeah. unless you were a collector and you had a big collection for years and then you sold everything and then you just, you know, exclamation point on your, on your collection one watch. Um you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I feel like that turning point is 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 excess. That's when it's one of those things where it's like, okay, maybe you don't necessarily need these things. You're buying these things for some other purpose because of something more than they're giving you just for you know what they are or what you think that you can use them for. They're doing something for the way you you feel. I I really do think that that a lot of brands kind of capitalize on that because they're. I'm trying to think of a way to not say names, but there have been watch brands that have reached out to us. A lot of watch brands, you know, I mean, it sounds it's, it's, it sounds super saying that. I'm, I'm I'm sorry if that sounds weird, but a lot of watch brands uh, reach out to us, and it's like, um, uh, yeah, this year we're gonna be, you know, we thought you'd want to hear about our new, you know, blah 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 watch we're doing, and next year we're thinking about doing wallets, and it's like, what? Like, yeah, wallets you, are huge. Also, who gives a shit? Like, I thought you were a watch company. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I I think I think people who are are are, are looking to make money are very aware of it and so hmm. i think it's valuable for us to talk about it just just i don't know we're always talking about being educated consumers educated collectors and that's not just for just not just for watches you know what i mean i i, I you know it's funny i say like excess is the turning point i have inadvertently um i have a lot of watches i think it's i i, I it's just sort of kind of happened over time because Sometimes we'll just get stuff from brands. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. But I'm trying to think now. Like, do I have like too many watches? Am I? I've had this discussion before, and I and I sold a watch and traded a watch, and I regretted one of them very much. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should I should nip this train of thought in the in the in the bud. In the, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I thought it was butt. I, me too. I always said butt. Right. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know, man. And then I, and then I just, I, I think I saw it like written down. I'm like, oh, bud. Thank God no one fucking corrected me. 21 years. <laughs> so do you think there's a certain type of person that gets into this stuff? Like the collecting thing? Like, are we just, are we all the same kind of crazy? Is, is no, what I'm trying abso to. Abso absolutely not. I know I'm more inclined to collecting because I have very low self-esteem. 
And it's the idea that no, really, I mean that's I have, I'll be fucking fucking first to admit it, dude. Collecting makes me feel good. It makes me feel accomplished that I can set my mind to collecting something, or I can work myself up to a goal of purchasing something. And that I think that's really cool. I love the especially you know um, with the USSR watches, with the Soviet watches. You know, I, I I'm really trying to grow that collection because it's going to make me feel good because that's just. I you know I I have low self esteem even after all this I'm a grown ass man so I have low self esteem but yeah. I don't that's definitely not the case for everyone of some people um Dan we had Dan on the show a, a few episodes ago great example he started collecting out of a love of the military he was entering the military the the you know what I mean and like that's what put him on this path I'm sure that motherfucker self esteem is through the roof he climbs rocks dude, dude. all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah he does. He does, man. What really cool feed. Go and go and check out his feed. D A N C uh, Y two one C Y. Really, really cool. Um, but that's so. I don't think people get into it for the same reason. But I think it's really easy for all these people from different backgrounds to kind of meet in the same place. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 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 like you and I, you, you, me, and Dan on that episode where we had him on talking about military watches, we're super geeking out on the same watch. But we all had different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So, but, 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 but what, what's, what's, what do you think? Because I, I do, I am afraid the, the wine is talking and I feel like I'm interrupting you a lot. No, 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 you're not. It's just, I'm kind of interested to see more and more of these different, um, collisions between, mm. uh, like various hobbies. Uh, there are the obvious ones, like, and I would argue that these are the best when you kind of, buy a dive watch and feel like oh like i really want to go diving now or you get like a cool like citizen pilot watch with a slide rule and you're like man that's like i want to go to ground school now and like start logging hours in a cessna or something that stuff is really cool and i think i think watches will always be tied to stuff like cars and aviation and military but i'm i'm wondering if there's a certain kind of personality that's more interested in collecting stuff um that is maybe a little less flashy but more everyday in nature and i was blown away because like not long ago or maybe like a few years ago i bought like what you would call like a cool like mechanical keyboard or something and i like i had a lot of fun with it and then i um i used it for years and then i found out that there was like an entire community like fixated on this hobby um and you can just kind of spiral like deep deep down into like mechanical keyboards and it's just like mechanical watches like mechanical yeah. keyboards are like cooler than like membrane keyboards just like <laughs> mechanical is cooler than quartz yada yada um and then you kind of i'm like okay well like I work all day at a desk, so I'm, maybe I'm going to look for this, this, and this. And then you, you kind of just get immersed in the community and the geekiness and find like posts from these people on Instagram or Reddit or forums. And it's like a lot of them are like, here's my cool like keyboard with like my Seiko SRP777. Uh, just like here's my cool like custom knife with a Rolex Submariner. So right. are we all kind of like the same hopeless weirdos? <laughs> <laughs> um that that's just kind of something i was thinking about and and what i was uh 
what I was hoping to talk about when I texted you today. So, and, and I'm, I'm really curious to hear what our listeners have to say, because I know there are several of them out there that are, I don't know, you go on their feed and it's like pens and watches, or it's like cars and watches, or it's computers and, and watches like, yeah, you know, so who knows? Um, maybe collecting stuff is just really fun. And, uh, some stuff is easier to collect than than others, unless you're a Ferrari collector and you also listen to the show. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, that would be pretty well, cool. The, I mean, actually, I I think you, I think you you said it in a way that makes a lot of sense, and that I I I feel like an idiot for not really like like accounting for originally. You know, taking taking kind of stripping away all the stuff we've we've talked about in regards to like the impetus behind certain things, emotion, self esteem, all the crap like that. Um, it's just fun. It's an accessible way for people. You know, when you when you grow up, when you're like in college, even when because we have a lot of folks who listen to the show who are in college, and we have a lot of folks who who listen who are like in regular jobs, like 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 you and I. You know what I mean? It's just it's a very accessible way of just having fun. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. You can do it from home. You can do it from your computer. You can do it on your phone while you're hiding in the toilet at work, which is something I've totally done. I have hidden in more toilets at like office day jobs. Than I can't care to remember. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think you said it really. I, that's maybe that's it, man. Maybe it's just maybe it's just accessible fun now that we're all adults and stuff. It is fun, but I do think there's a very specific type of person that can like fall into it very deeply. Because looking back now, it's like when I was when I was really young, I got into collecting. Um, I mean, stuff like baseball cards, like like. A lot of people and like you and I, I'm sure, collected a ton of Pokemon cards. <laughs> Dude, I was a Pokemon champion, man. I've, I've, <laughs> you you've, you've seen, you've seen my Master Professor Pokemon card. Um, when I got older, I started, I got into collecting, um, consoles, like, like old game consoles. I couldn't nice explain why I never played them. I just wanted them and they were cheap to get into, like, not like today. Um, and, and it was fun, you know, um, maybe, I mean, and then like, even like in my early twenties when I had like better relationships with companies like, I don't know, like Fender or Aguilar, like I got just like into collecting like guitars and, and music gear and stuff. Um, I think, I think it's a very specific personality, um, that finds pleasure and solace in in kind of acquiring these little doodads, you know, whether it's something little, like a little doodads, yeah, <laughs> like stamps or, you know, and, and just like the other day, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just like constantly jumping from one hobby to another. Like just the other day I was like, man, it'd be awesome to get into like bird watching <laughs> just out of nowhere. Dude, they, I, they, it seems like it's a really like heavy thing to get into, but it seems yeah. like it brings them so much joy. Right. Right. You know? That maybe maybe that's another thing. I admire, I really, really admire how geeky some people get about things. So like mm. I, I admire how like crazy people get about, I don't know, wine collecting or like wine tasting and stuff like that. Right. Um, right, right. And I, I you know, I can't I can't say that's like well that's actual cork sniffing, but I can't say <clears> that, <throat> that that's like pretentious or weird because 
I spend the entire day like staring at these little time telling instruments. So, um, maybe it's just like an, like a mutual admiration for collectors and enthusiasts, no matter what the, uh, no matter what the genre is, I suppose. Right. Well, I, I just, just to clarify, I think the whole, like the whole, like, you know, derogatorily using the phrase cork sniffing comes into play when you think your collection makes you better than someone else who doesn't collect or who collects differently. Correct. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Then you're just an asshole. Sorry right. guys. There's just, there's just no, there's no getting around it. Like there's just no reason to think that your collection makes you better than someone else. So it's just, I mean, I just, just throwing it out there now, but, um, Dan, Dan's collection is better I'm, than mine. Oh yeah. No, Dan, Dan's collection is way better than both of ours. And he's very well aware of it. You the man, Dan. And it's all good. And Eric Strickland. It's much better. And Eric Strickland. I mean, really, I mean, I mean, realistically, a lot of, a lot of people's collections, I think are, are, are better than mine. Are, are, your, your collection's pretty solid. You, you keep your collection pretty trim and proper in that, um, Lots of pieces will come in, and then you'll you'll kind of keep the stuff that makes sense, and then you'll drop the rest. It's very much like orological, like 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 Jeet Kune Do or something like that. You know I've what I'm lost saying? control. Like I've lost control lately, and we can talk have, about that in another episode. I, I feel like I've you, lost are control. You, are you okay? Do 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 you need help? Blink if you need help. Blink over. <laughs> blink, blink over the podcast if you need help. Can you hear me blinking? <laughs> I can hear you blinking, baby. I'm coming. I'm coming, baby. I'm gonna help you. Man, oh man, but I mean, I, I, oh, I'm, I'm itching my eye. Fuck, Jesus, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't mean, I, I, I didn't mean to uh, profane in such a way. But uh, really interested to hear people's thoughts on this. Like, what type of collector do you guys think you are? How did you get into it? Do you think that you've changed as a person from your collection, or do you think, like, 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 just like why like not even talking about just watch collecting you know actually on the topic if you do collect watches what else do you guys collect we know you yeah. know we we already have a good idea of you know some people what they collect but i'm sure there's i'm sure you guys collect things and we just we're just super not aware of it i'm like oh man i had no idea people collected used cigarette buds that's right. fucking new that's new to me bro dude match Rock boxes roll, man match boxes are a big thing that um, is a big thing i have heard about as interesting as it is people do collect match boxes how cool is we that? talked about barbed wire in another episode um, you know, has, has, have watches kind of served as a segue into other hobbies, like whether it's collecting something really mundane or, you know, interesting to you or has watch collecting actually led you to like do stuff with the watches? Have you yeah kind of just said, okay, I'm going to get my pilot's license now, or I'm going to get scuba certified because I have this like badass dive watch. Um, or I'm just gonna like go on cool trips and make memories with this watch. So, um, yeah. whether whether watches have facilitated that sort of behavior or facilitated, you know, some kind of different collector's hobby, we we would love to hear from everyone. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Is it? Should I mm, balls? I'm looking at the time. Should I, should I try and do a quick recap? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Balls. Uh, <laughs> Balls. I mean, do you remember that? Do you remember back in the day there's an energy drink called Balls? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? I do. I do. B B A W L S. <laughs> Couldn't have been good for you. No, I know someone that ended up developing like tumors on their throat, and so the big joke was, oh, she got a bunch of tumors in her throat because she had too many balls, <laughs> and like. <laughs> That's how horrible we were in high school, man. Of course. <laughs> 
But yeah, man, so um, doing a re quick recap of the show, really, really cool wrist check, actually. Mike was rocking the docks again. Really cool to hear about that thing and to see that thing again. I think it's just... I, I do see that as the gateway for you to collecting more to collecting more docks of pieces. I actually might have just invented a new incredible word. Collect. Co, co, oh, I messed it up. I somehow combined sex and collecting. Collecting. There it is. Collecting. Yeah. Collecting. I like it. What kind of collector are you, bro? You a doxa? <laughs> you a doxpert? Doxpert collector? Collector. <laughs> oh God. Um. Really interested to kind of just uh to see where that goes. Um. I think it'd be fun for us in the future to, to potentially just do a doxa episode. That could be cool. You know what I mean? We kind of yeah. talked about that off air. Could be a lot of fun. Um, I was rocking my Collinsville watch code Nautilus for my wrist check. Um, definitely check out the review. If the piece looks cool at all, if you have any questions, totally hit me up. Um, there's a sale running on these right now. 100 bucks for one of the stock straps, which are definitely really cool, but then I'll have like an extra 40 bucks right now on sale. You can get a really cool custom handmade um, leather strap from EA Leather Goods. Good friend of the show. Both Collinsville watch Co. and, 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 and uh, EA are... are Great friend of the show. So um, we'll have all the links and everything like that in there. Go and check out the review. In addition to that, let us know your thoughts and opinions on this on this bomb, on this bomb brand. I mean, it is is bomb a bomb or is bomb good? You know what I mean? Like that's I think that's sort of like what I'm trying to figure out. I definitely not necessarily very enthralled with the first offering, but the straps are pretty cool and the idea that it's all like, you know, sustainable and everything like that. And um We'll have appropriate links for you guys to check out more information and everything like that. Um, let us know your thoughts on that. Also, let us know your thoughts on us going to fucking Hong Kong. I mean, <laughs> you know. Yep. Um, if anyone's traveled there recently, whether it's, you know, for watch stuff or not watch stuff, would love to hear your insights, you know. Um, things maybe we're accounting or we're not accounting for that we should be conscious of. Things that you think would be helpful for us in the process while we hunt or when we actually get there. Do you think it would be a good idea for us to go? I mean, it's the idea of us going to this Hong Kong watch and clock show, watch clock fair, whatever the fuck it's called. Are we clock going to die? <laughs> Are we going? That's the headline, guys. Are we going to die? Am I going to eat one of those thousand-year-old eggs and just fucking like, like turn to dust in the streets? Like that's, that's my question. Have you seen those things, Michael? Th 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 those things? No. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. We won't eat them. They're supposed to be very disgusting. <laughs> um, it's like an aged egg that turns black. I mean, obviously you're not going to eat the egg anyway, but like it's an aged egg that turns black and like you eat it. it, it it's, it's weird. That sounds um, fun. The art, the, the peculiar art of fermenting things we put in our bodies. Um, Listening your thoughts and opinions on that. Um, the show would be valuable to go to in our opinions just because it's just it's a great opportunity to show you guys another side of the watch industry you might not necessarily see on other larger watch outlets. Maybe there'll be like a post or like a video, but Michael and I are talking about a lot of content, <laughs> write-ups, stuff on YouTube, live streams, all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm sure we're going to get yelled at because I've heard people getting yelled at taking pictures yeah, at these things. That's fine. Which is it, it, it'll be fun. It's nice to get yelled at. You know, I need reminders that I'm a piece of shit every now and then. Yeah. So having having someone that I don't know yell at me will be awesome. <laughs> it's all good. Um, in addition to that, um, let us know your thoughts on this this topic of of watch fam crossover. You know what I mean? Like, uh, 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 really, just to hear the kind of collectors you guys think you are. Do you collect other things? Did you collect something and that led you to one thing? Or did you do one thing and that led you to collecting watches and then so on and so forth? Love to hear you guys' thoughts, opinions on 
everything. I know it's a lot to digest at once, but you can hit us up um, via email, uh, tbws.contact at gmail.com. Uh, email again is tbws.contact at gmail.com. Or you can comment on the Instagram uh, show notes for this episode when it goes up. Also, just, also just a note, um, I'm thinking about starting a Facebook, uh, either a Facebook group, group, like chat forum, that like people can like 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 chat in. I don't really know anything about Facebook. Or I'm thinking about starting a forum on our actual um, website. So like I'm thinking of this idea where every Monday when the show goes up, you know, a thread will open on that forum. You know what I mean? Show discussion, blah blah blah, and you guys can just go there and 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 talk as opposed to if you don't have an Instagram or maybe you do have an Instagram but you're not very active on it. Blah blah blah. So. I'm kind of messing with that idea because some folks have brought it up to me. So, you know, if you think that's a good idea or a dumb idea or whatever, totally let me know what's up. But, um, yeah. Am I missing anything? Don't let us know if you collect human hair. Don't let us know if you collect... We do, we, <laughs> well, we do not want to have to give evidence at your trial. Uh, do let us know if you know Tom Hanks because uh, we would love to get him on the show. We love you, Tom. Straight up. <laughs> Gen A. You think, Tom, you think Tom Hanks wears a Gen A? Or, or do you think he's... Uh, you think, does he really wear Panerai? I have to look that up. That's so I think I've seen him with a Panerai. I've seen him with an Explorer 1, and I've seen him with a Speedmaster that he probably got for free. Um, oh, after the movie. After the movie, right? The, especially that Speedmaster, probably. What was yeah. the, um, the Apollo movie? Yeah, Apollo 13. We should have a Celebrity uh, Watches episode. That'd be good. Haven't we done? Oh no, we did. We did watch like watches and movies. Oh, we should do a Celebrity Watch episode. That'd be so much fun. Yep. Yep. You got, you got me all you got me all giddy on wine, but um, but here I think it's that I I looking at the time. I'm sorry. Uh, is it that sad sad time? It's okay. I'll say bye, and then you say bye. Okay, deal. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. This is Kaz. You've been listening to Two Book Wash Snobs. Later. Later.